Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now, there's a word that I, I, I don't actually understand it. Um, oh, yeah. What's that, Jack? Well, I, I hear it. Well, when I speak to him, I hear it every time from my old man. Um, might be. I don't know. Is it Cockney rhyming slang or something? I'm not, I'm not 100%. I don't know. Is it, is it, is it in any school books? No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely not in any school books. Um, <laughs> it's, it's funny because he says it every time he gets mad. Um, what like when England lose to Poland or yeah, that's it's a good example. Some, yeah, I don't know if like kid, something more yeah. kids are swinging on the gate, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is quite annoying to be fair to him. So, and especially when Tottenham Hotspur couldn't get one in. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm sure he said it a lot yesterday. Then Jack, he may well have done, and he wasn't the only one uh, to say something like that. <laughs> hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rollerish Podcast. Joined by Phil. How you doing, mate? How's it going? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I am all right, actually. Uh, you know what? So we were. I think like full the full sort of caveat on this is like you know, obviously I'm someone that's prone to losing my proverbial every now and again when stuff happens. But when the real when the real stuff kicks off in the footballing sense like this, I kind of revel in the chaos a bit. And there was something like yeah, seeing yeah. it all kind of burn down a bit yesterday. I was a bit like, this is so bad, but I'm so drawn to it as well. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly the same. I don't, I don't know what it is, um, obviously because it's something that's very close to my heart, but I don't know. I, I was gleefully watching because I, I just happened to, I mean, I don't really listen to talk sport, but I just had it on. And so you wanted, heard, you wanted like, to get Sam... Alan Brazil's takes, did you? <laughs> I wanted to hear Jamie O'Hara's takes, and and uh, Sam Matface just like popped on and was like, "Oh my god, guys, guess what? Conte's leaving!" And then played like a clip of him um, interviewing him, and I was just like, "This is insane, but incredibly weirdly enjoyable." <laughs> it's oh god, it's not. It's not good, is it? Like, I mean, you, do, firstly, like, do you think he's gone? Do you think he's gone? Do you think that's it? Um, I did last night um, when I was kind of in the eye of that storm. Um, I sort of rode back a little bit this morning thinking, well, this is kind of what, okay, but this is what Conte does, you know. We, we've seen him do it in the past with other clubs, a kickoff when things aren't going his way, do it publicly as well. That being said... Is that going to work with Tottenham Hotspur? So I don't know. So what, I mean, are they actually having a meeting, or is he 
um, you know, was he just kicking off and throwing his toys out the pram? I mean, because this this is sort of this is obviously a big thing. I don't really think we need. To, I mean, in my opinion, the main take from the game is that like I don't actually think we were that bad. This is the annoying thing that this has all mm-hmm. happened in the wake of this. It's obviously frustrating. It's happened in the wake of City, but I I honestly didn't watch that last night and think God we were fucking awful. I actually thought we played all right for the most part. We yeah probably didn't create as many chances as we should have done but we've known we've been kind of lacking a an Ericsson type since he's gone so it doesn't really come as a massive surprise that you know in a sort of closely contested game like that Burnley get their archetypal 1-0 win and but I don't even want to do them a disservice I thought they played very well they were very disciplined you know they did a job on us they just absolutely didn't sometimes that just happens and obviously it's a it's a it's a yeah it's a swift descent back down to earth after that City game Mm. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to shock you. I, I've not watched a lot of Burnley this year. I know that probably makes me an untrue football fan. But, you know, by all accounts, and, you know, the stats back it up, they don't concede many goals. They just don't score any. So that's, you know, pretty much why they're down the bottom there. Um, obviously, you know, they're not going to be fucking top eight anyway. But still, so like I said to you yesterday, in isolation, that was just one of those games, unfortunately. But we can't just take it in isolation because there's clearly something wrong with uh, our squad. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's strange because it's, we keep kind of talking about these lot, this lot. It's kind of, you know, a lot of what the discussion, if we want to call it that in the wake of the game last night was online, but the team's moved on a fair amount now, you know, it's still a work in progress. So, I don't know. It always it always drives me back to this kind of idea of like, what is it that what is it that Conte was expecting? I don't really get because mm. it's even even if he has been promised, you know, this because there seems to be pretty for, I mean, rumors are rumors. That's that's it at the end of the day. But there seems to be fairly kind of firm foundation to this sort of idea that we're going after players like Dybala in the summer. You know, we've offered him a kind of a, a massive contract. We still kind of, at the end of the day, we still dropped money on Bentancur and on Kulisevsky without recouping anything this window. You know, Ndombele mm-hmm. is is not sold yet. Lo Celso, I believe, is not sold yet either. They're both out on loan with a potential option to buy. So we haven't recouped anything. We have spent money. We The money was there, obviously, for Adama Traore, who just ended up going to Barcelona instead, which is what it is. A so, blessing is what it is. Yeah, I, I, I mean was just I, I get it and I, I know I, I understand he's he's an emotional guy right we can sort of fall down these tropes of he's Italian it's what they're like but I, I don't really want to do it I just think him in isolation we know what he's like we've we've seen kind of how he fell out with Chelsea they gave him they gave the bloke 350 million pounds to spend you know and he he ended up falling out there and to be fair one thing I do want to say in terms of just I'm not saying we shouldn't back Conte but to some of the kind of back Conte give him whatever he wants he signed some fucking shite at Chelsea as well he <laughs> he spent a lot of money on a lot of shite so you know and I, I get it I know I'm a Pochettino fanboy he didn't spend money that well I'm not kind of taking it into this culture war of Pochettino and Conte I just think it, it, it's it's very strange to me at the moment how things are quite the way they are. And I I don't think it's... I think anybody in their kind of... When they're really reflecting upon it, wouldn't feel that 
I mean, the whole month especially, but really the way Conte acted last night, the stuff he was saying is really acceptable from a professional at a top-level football club, getting the amount of money that he is to do his job, to, I don't know, to behave that way. I I think it it was was just, to me, it was very Mourinho-y. And Mourinho's an old bloke. He's a dinosaur that's seeing his kind of legacy seep away before his very eyes. So I can almost understand him being somewhat more toxic nowadays but Conte I mean what, what's the excuse mate you you knew you knew what the job was you knew what it was it's not all just mm. I've got Harry Kane so I can go and win the league you know there's a lot of work to be done there so why you've been in the job since November and you're already saying you're going to walk off or threaten to walk I mean come on really yeah yeah I mean yeah so, so, so that's the flip side of it isn't it um as much as I you know love Conte and love that he's our manager though that sort of angle where it's like this this is not a good look, mate. You know, just 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 wind your neck in a little bit. This is what you're. Yeah, as you say, after 10, 10 games or whatever it is, you, you you're suddenly going to give up because oh, shock horror, Spurs is a mess. I don't know, mate. It's it, it that didn't really sit well with me at all. And you know, just use a, a barometer. Speaking to my dad about this earlier, um, who you know, not not interested in social media, not interested in talk sport, not interested in all the kinds of Enoch outs stuff that's going on. Um, and he was just like, what the fuck's he going on about? Shut up and do his job. And I was like, do you know what? I mean, <laughs> there is there is a lot to be said for that, just to cut through the bullshit about, um, yeah, just, just getting on with it. I mean, what it's, it's this is not end of December where you've got January transfer window coming up. This is, you know, we've just ha- had the January transfer. There's nothing we can do about it now. So... I don't know, kicking off and I don't know. It's just, it is very sort of strange, strange behaviour. Again, I'm pretty sure this is what he's, he was like at, at, at former clubs and it's just a sort of... A, and, he, and he's walked out of all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so again, like, I don't know why we're discussing this like this. Oh yeah, why God, are we surprised, I guess, at the same time? Yeah. yeah. If, if if we'd, if you know, before we before we started or just as he joined, if we'd said how... Give me some um, ideas of how this will end. The top ones would be Spurs being shit, him not being backed in inverted commas, him kicking off publicly and then just walking. That's, you know, we all knew that was a possibility, if not a likelihood. So I think that's why it's the fact that it's come so soon has made us self flagellate a bit where we're like, oh, fucking hell, Tottenham, we've broken Conte even in the, you know, da 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 da. And I think the probably the gleeful element for, for me was just like because now push does sort of come to shove because I think we all sort of realised that Conte was Levy's last roll of the dice in some ways. Not that I think he particularly cares as long as the seats the seats are full. Um, that will be interesting to see if Conte's like no, I'm done. That club's not ambitious enough. It's not this and that and the other. It would be interesting to see what the reaction is from the board on that. I mean, let's talk about this. Let's let's have a bit more kind of balance to this, should we say? Because, you know, it is all very well and good for me to sit here and dig out Conte and his behaviour and everything. But as sort of as my wife, as Charlotte was saying to me, you know, well, we don't know. We don't know what assurances he's been given. You know, we don't know yeah. if he was promised this right wing back. You know, we don't know what he's annoyed about, you know, like and. I think because you know it's it, there does come a point, doesn't there? I mean, I've I've always I've 
I'm very, I've always, throughout the entirety of it, been very much on the fence with Enoch, with Daniel Levy. I think, you know, I was probably losing my ass definitely around the time that, you know, we'd left the old White Hart Lane and we didn't spend any money. And that's mm. what we're seeing now, to, in my opinion, really, is the is the blowback off of that, of that period yeah. of the of us just sitting in stasis for almost two complete seasons. You know, when yeah. <laughs> arguably, you know, I mean, I don't think there's ever a good time to sit in stasis for two seasons, really, whatever, you know, whether you're a relegation battler or you're somebody with aspirations of winning the title. But it's 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 always been a hard one to swallow. It's always been a hard one to swallow given the assurances that were made by the board that there would be ring-fenced budget for transfers. Um, and I think we can probably blame some of that on Pochettino. I think we all know how particular he was with his remit yeah. of players, um, the type of players he wanted. But I th- it's probably, like with most of these things, it, the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. Um, and at, at the moment, I mean... <sighs> Like I say, I, I can see, I can see the blowback. I do, I do think that the so we say on field matters were neglected. They were they were woefully woefully neglected by the board probably, and I think mm. they they lucked out in getting Pochettino. Who this is this is trod, trodden ground. We all know this, right? That we lucked out in Pochettino. He kind of catapulted Tottenham to a level that was probably way way ahead of schedule. Um, yeah, it had it hadn't been uh, costed in. No, and and it's it's always with hindsight. I mean, I know a lot of people at the time were not happy with Mourinho, but I could un- I could understand I could understand bringing in somebody like him, despite the potential negatives of that of trying to get a tuner out of the as I sort of always put it, the dying embers of that Pochettino project of of trying yeah. to win something like that but it, it it didn't work out and obviously then we've had Nuno and now we've got this and it, I just I'm I'm not I'm not entirely sure what people feel that is actually going because the way I see it is I I see it that the owners are at least they are trying to be proactive they have brought in someone like Paratici who I don't I'm not particularly fond of but whatever it is what it is he's got connections so on yeah. and so forth They've brought in Peretici, they've acted decisively in getting rid of Nuno, and they've gone for one of the best managers in the world. Um, I I don't know. what I mean, I, I understand it, though. I, I don't really want to take away from anyone's annoyance because, <clears throat> as as we sort of say, you know, we're, we're the, I believe, the most expensive club to go and watch in the world now. Like, it's... I, I, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, I'm a... I'm a thirty-something professional that does all right for myself. I can't really afford to go to Tottenham all the time anymore. It's mad, no, you know. I, no. I, I, it's and that does frustrate me. It does frustrate <laughs> me to to go through these kind of transfer windows and always in the back of our minds know, like, well, we're not going to offer as much as Liverpool or Arsenal or Manchester United in terms of salary if we're all going for the same player. And it is getting to that point now with me where I think, well, why aren't we? <laughs> why, why aren't we? Because we earn, we, we earn as much as Arsenal now, you know, near yeah, enough. Yeah. So w- w- why is it that Arsenal can still just go in and get a player, you know, get it done? Um, we just still don't seem to, you know? Um, yeah, the, the, the excuses are, are sort of are running out. And this idea that, oh, you know, we're, 
we're a well-run football club. It's like, we're not, we're, I think I said this on here before, but it's we're a well-run business. We're not a very well-run football team at all. Um, but yeah, so I, I, it's, it, we, it always comes down to this though, doesn't it? Every time that there's a um, bump in the road or, you know, a fucking chasm opening up in front of us, um, we, it always comes down to the same thing. And I don't think that's us just being sort of obsessed by, by us. I mean, sort of Spurs fans. There is a reason why the IR is turned to the board and for the reasons that we that you just said there. Um, yeah, what, what can change? What what feasibly can ch- can change in terms of? Oh yeah, all right, and here you go. We, we'll we'll loosen the purse strings here. All these this three hundred million that we've had sitting here that we didn't wasn't really sure if we wanted to spend it on transfers or plays, but I suppose we could use that. Go on. I don't know. I I, I don't know enough about the business side, to, and, and I shouldn't. I like who cares about business side? It's it's a weird kind of. Um, evolution of being a modern football fan that you now care about well season ticket prices like before no one really cared there was some deviation but they weren't astronomical so people didn't care but now you're sort of more interested in the uh, fiscal side of things I just sort of touching on what you were saying there about kind of the narrative are we looking into it too much as fans and all this type of stuff I do think and I'm not saying you're doing this at all but I, I do see there's a kind of there's a certain I would say there's a certain, I don't know, sneering from some sections of fans who are, I don't know, maybe they don't they don't process things in an emotional way or whatever. But there is this sort of thing of like, God, we're so pathetic. Our fan base is so, our fan base is so like, you know, just they react to this stuff in such an overblown way. They're too emotional about it. It's like, well. I don't. I don't particularly think that's fair, though, because obviously, over the past few years, something has been. Because we can sort of paper over this. We can say, as people often do, well, you know, we're all losing our arsism, yet we're only seven points with two games in hand away from the top four, and blah blah blah, all this type of stuff. It's like, well, yeah, that that's true, but that's also because we have. Harry Kane and Hunmin Son and a few other really good players who when they show up as evidenced against Manchester City we're a, we're a match for anybody but it doesn't take away from the fact that there's obviously some sort of chaos going on at the club behind the scenes that is seeing Antonio Conte despite this being actual Antonio Conte who we have said previously we all know what he's like to be kicking off in the way that he was in public last night and may well continue to do so in the coming days. Who knows? Like, who knows where this ends? I'm sure there's big fucking conversations going on today. Um, so I, I don't know. It just, it, it all feels like, it all feels like a, a bit of a mess really. But if we are to try and work on that note, if we are to sort of strip the emotion north side away from things... Is it like is it is it that terrible for Tottenham at the moment? You know, I know we've lost four games in five, and that's a horrific look for anybody. But as I said, we are still kind of close to the top of the table. I mean, Conte said something that we're more likely to be in a relegation fight than a top four fight, and I, I, that to me is is the drama coming out. Like, I, you know, I don't buy that for a second. But 
are you well, hopeful I mean, for the rest? Of, what do you want from this season, mate? Like, um, I think that after the uh, the one two of Southampton and Wolves, I was kind of resigned to the fact that um, top four is probably off the table. You know, yeah, sure, that there's games to win and there's points on the board and blah blah. But I don't know if if you can't win games like that, then that's not a good sign about being able to suddenly, you know, put one over. Or, or get into some consistency. And, you know, this week, perfect example, beating City, everyone's delighted, including Conte. You know, his post-match or his, his pre-match um, press conference for, for this for yesterday's game, he was, like, delighted making jokes, you know, looked like he was having the best time of, in his life, you know, saying this is the best group of players he's ever worked with. Obviously, he doesn't mean talent-wise. He means that they're good lads. Um and then 90 minutes later, he's absolutely losing his mind. And that's basically what fans do. You know, we said it, oh, you know, Tottenham sucked me back in after the Man City game on back in, and then they've pushed us back out again. <laughs> it's just the roller coaster emotions of a fan. I think that's what he's, he's showing there. I mean, is that a good or a bad thing? I don't, I don't think it's particularly helpful for the club for that to be aired in public because again now that we're that there's so much sort of pressure and focus on Spurs when actually what I think we could probably deal with is being out of the spotlight for a little bit and just and having the expectations dropped a little bit and just being a this is our actual transition season this is our you know Conte just getting to grips with the squad and knowing who he needs to get rid of or whatever if we kind of been told that then I think we kind of view this as a bit more of Pochettino's first season or two when you know we weren't great we we were losing games that we in theory shouldn't lose and then would win in future seasons but we could still see some um progress and see what he was trying to do and sort of growing towards uh towards the club again so um yeah I, I don't know I I I I I don't think it's I understand what he's like and understand what he's what he's done is it helpful no is it does it put him in the best light not really will it get anything out of the club that he wants don't know <laughs> it's just it's it's bizarre that we it's only Tottenham Hotspur isn't it that could find themselves hiring a manager of this sort of caliber and have it fall to pieces in months in a matter of months you know yeah, I mean, has it fallen to pieces? That's this is just Fair. Conte's brand of histronics that you know he's like it on the he's like it on the touchline. It's just how he is. Again, that's not who, oh he's Italian, you know they're like hot blooded blah blah blah. No, nothing to do with that. This is just what he's like as a bloke. He's very sort of heart on his sleeve, and I think sort of yesterday was he was so disappointed that like we all were, although we're Spurs fans, so we knew that there was very little chance that we were going to beat Manchester City and then beat Burnley. You know, I was quite sure that we weren't going to win yesterday. Um, but, he, you know, he, he he works with his heart on his sleeve and uh, I think he was disappointed and I think that he's, his disappointment got the better of him, you know, because a lot of what he was saying, is he a Catholic? It sounded like it from what he was going on about afterwards, about how it, it was him, I'm not good enough, maybe I'm not good enough, you know, which is a very sort of uh, Catholic guilt sort of thing. Um, 
but yeah, he was he, he was going on like that, and it was very much a sort of you know, whereas Mourinho would be like same coach or different coach, same players, where he was like basically calling out the players for being rubbish, which he did on a few occasions. Um, Conte's a bit more like you know dramatic. It's me. I'll just leave. I'm sorry. Well, he bit, uh, he did also say though, didn't he? He said, you know, the club keeps hiring different managers, but the same players, and they get the same result. You know, maybe there's something in yeah, that. Yeah, I, I I took that. I, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's what he meant. Again, it's a, it's a bit it's a bit unclear. But I I think he was saying, I don't think he was throwing the players under the bus there. I think he was saying, look, there's you know, I'm sure he was. He wasn't saying that they're all they're all absolutely world class. He wasn't saying that, but I think what he was getting at is that this is the same pattern that's repeating itself. Mm. You know, it doesn't have the same players. We got you know a different spine of the team, pretty much. Um, so it's it's something else. I think that's what he's getting at. Again, it's you can read it loads of different ways because of the way he um, where he was talking. But yeah, I, I think that's where his his ire was pointed. So if we're going to get tinfoil hat about this, not even mm. tinfoil hat, but just to kind of look at this from another angle, is is there any part of you that thinks this could be just some sort of Machiavellian plan by Conte that, you know, the histrionics, because he knows his worth. He knows his power. He knows the strength of his brand. I'm sure he knows quite how much the fan base are bought into him and how catastrophic it would be for the owners if he exactly were to walk yeah out. That, that's why he literally said maybe it's me so everyone would be like well it's clearly not you so it must mm. be some something else so are you buying that this this is just his attempt to pretty much say look you bought a couple of players in january but that's not the end of this like you need to we need to rip this all up and we need to build again we need to build a team around basically harry kane and Hummin son and spend a lot of money because that's what needs to be done now I mean is this potentially what it is maybe he is bought into this project and he just wants to make this point that they have to spend and spend and spend yeah on balance I think it is and I think I don't think that is particularly tinfoil hat I think that's a clear sort of um you know pattern in in, in what he does and I think that it's it's, it's a fair enough it's, and it it wasn't like suddenly oh apparently there's something wrong with the leadership of the football club it's like we all knew we all know that's what people said when he joined and you know i, I think probably maybe he sort of would have regretted those th that outburst a bit or maybe he hasn't given it a second thought but I, I do think this is more likely to be well a bit of an ultimatum actually and i think it's now okay i can't this this is a, a fool's errand i can't i can't get a tune out of these lot I want assurances. In fact, I want players that have already signed for the summer. You know, let's say some of those free transfers, Kessie or whomever. I, I, I want to know that this is going to change. You know, in black and white, or I'm, I'm out. There's no. There's. This is not worth my time. You need someone else. You need someone else to. to I'm not the right profile for it. I think that's probably what 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 we're going to see. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, Christ. <laughs> uh, I mean, what do we need? What do we need, mate? Because... Me watching that last night, whether or not we play Conte's system or not, we just need, we need wingbacks, mate. We need them. Like, yes, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm not bought into Reggion. If I'm, if I'm brutally honest, I'm, I don't think he's terrible, but I'm not going to lose any sleep if Real Madrid exercise their buy black course for 30 mil this summer. I'm just not. You know, I think I think to be honest, on balance, we should absolutely we should push him back to Real Madrid <laughs> because for thirty million, we can buy someone who is a is a better formed player than he is. And you know, when he first started, he was actually all right, and then he got injured, and then he hasn't been all right. And but that was quite a long time ago. Now, what is this? This is his second season. This is eighteen months of Premier League football. You'd expect to start seeing some progress from him. Uh, Royale, I think I, I can't remember if I said to you, but it, this, it becomes a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. He's not he's he's not in his sort of natural position, I don't think. Um he's got the reputation now, rightly so or, or fairly in some respects, that he's a bit of a weak link in our team. And then so then what happens? You see it, you see you see yesterday you've got play, players mercilessly closing him down, three players around him. And therefore, you know, it becomes a vicious circle with um, his confidence and therefore his ability to do the job. Um, that being said, absolutely get rid of him and buy someone else. But um, yeah, and it, it's, as you say, it, it, in a system which relies so heavily on wingbacks, wingbacks are our weakest position. So, and this is where I think Conte probably rightly sort of knows, but could probably to the end of the season, just revert back to something a bit, well, without wing-backs, to be honest. Um, because we, we the game was going all right, and then he switched it to try and bring on a sort of a striker, uh, an extra striker, bring on Lucas for uh, Emerson, put Kulisevsky at right wing-back, and then that's kind of when Burnley started to step on the gas a little bit. And, you know, that the, the, the goal was... Um, poor but got a feeling there would be a an, another body in there you know Romero kind of got caught blindsided and, and hustled out of the way he fucked it a bit um, didn't he unfortunately he did yeah he just wasn't it looked like he because he turned his body to try and head it clean out but what he didn't realize was that Ben Mee was on top of him and just sort of barged him out of the way and, and, and you'll hope you know he's still young he's still learning that's the thing he is amazing he's very young for a centre-back and you'd hope He's of the sufficient quality that he'll learn from something like that. No, no doubt about it. And you know, even even the most um, experienced and world class centre backs get barged off the ball sometimes and and misjudge it or don't see a player when, to be fair to him, potentially someone else should have been should have been covering that run in from the from um, from his blind side. But anyway, yeah, I've got, got absolutely no 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 problems with him at all. Just because you can see the goal, just because. That I mean, that doesn't 
doesn't really have any bearing. That just happens in football. Um, How are you, you feeling know, about success? Like chances. Uh, again, confident, does he, at all? I was, I was really excited when we signed him. And yeah. I thought this is a perfect, but to be fair, it was a perfect player for Pochettino. Um to, to mould into a player. And he's not really had that. He's been sort of bounced around. He, he's come in. Um, just, I just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it looks like he's, whatever sort of promise he had has evaporated, be it with his just development hasn't kept up with his age or whatever, or he just, his confidence is so through the floor that it's just, you know, you can see when he's running with the ball and he just, he's got his eyes glued to the football. And that's that's a sign of a player who's not confident in their own ability or what they're going to do with the ball. He just, yeah. So again, so both of them, both of the ones that started yesterday, in my opinion, shouldn't be starters next season, and their backups, even less so. So does Conte need to stop with this um, wing back system or? Put another player in the centre. Although you know, I think Kulisevsky and, and Son as a sort of like um, playing further forward, but a bit narrower has, has worked better. But but still, you, you can't you can't be reliant on a, on a system, or you know, you can't keep playing the same systems when you don't have the players to play it. That doesn't matter what happens in the summer. You've got to change it now if it's not working. It's just it was so stark, wasn't it? And I mean, to be fair. People are he's going to be sort of a go to to get dug out, and I'm often one of those to do it. But I, I didn't even think Winks was that bad, really, when he came on for Ben Tanker. I thought, I thought he no, he wasn't. All no, right. he wasn't. I, I think Ben Tank, you know, again, that was a bit of a, a problem with our first half that Ben Tanker had that injury and, and wasn't moving particularly well, so therefore we were bypassing him quite a lot, and uh, and and the speed of our game was quite slow. And I think due to that, it wasn't a surprise that he came off. And, you know, Winks had quite a lot of space to be able to sort of pick a few decent um, forward balls out. Um, look like he had quite a lot of energy. And, yes, yeah, so it was decent. Again, like in isolation, it was just one of those, oh, you've a, a team aiming for top four isn't a top four team. It's an inconsistent team. That's why, you know, it's a good team, but a team that's inconsistent. That's the very nature of the top four race. And then you've got a team like Burnley, who at this stage of the season are like, right, Let's win a let's win three football matches and stay in the Premier League. So that and that happens, but you know, um, I think it was just dis- not surprising, but still disappointing that that after the the good feeling of Man City, it's it's back down to earth with a bump. Would you have if Conte walked? Would you, <laughs> would you have Dyche if it was just suddenly if if like if 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 we appointed him? Would you just be like, go on then? Let's get on board. Let's fucking have it. Do you know? Do you know what? Do you know what? I would actually, because why the fuck not? Again, it's just that it's that chaos thing. I would just think this is actually. It would make it more enjoyable because it would just be bizarre, and it wouldn't be bizarre in a sort of Tim Sherwood way, which was the nadir of supporting Tottenham, in my opinion, over the last two decades. Maybe that period was just horrible. It wouldn't be that. I think it'd be a bit of a laugh. Um, it, it might, it it might even be a bit Harry Redknappy. Do you know what I mean? That sort of like when we signed Harry Redknapp, you know, he was a bit of a punt. He was that sort of like, oh, he's that English manager that does a job with all these teams, but none of the, none of the big clubs have ever really taken a punt on him. And then Spurs yeah. just got Harry Redknapp in, and obviously the 
it, it, that elevated his profile to a sort of a different strata. But you know, people people do sort of forget about what Redknapp was before Tottenham hired him, and it was a bit of a this is a bit weird. This is a bit random yeah, that we've is, gone through. Yeah, this is, yeah. yeah but it yeah, yeah, yeah. but it made sense. No one was really kicking off because they were like, well, he's done a good job everywhere else he's been. So. You know, and I guess, it, I don't know, I just think it'd be quite yeah, funny. Yeah, we don't really. need much. We just need a nudge in the right direction. Um, and he wouldn't ask for any fucking money, would he? <laughs> so he's perfect. <laughs> Let's put a pin in that one because it might be happening. See him having a, who would you reckon he'd fall out with? But he doesn't even, he's not even that type of manager, is he really? He's not that sort no, of I like. I think he gets a bit of a bad rap in. You know, this is not the sort of, the campaign for Deitch starts now or anything. But I just think in general, he does get sort of, um lumped him with that sort of gruff northern stereotype about you know all you do on the training group ground is kick the ball as high in the sky as you can does, you know does, he's a bit does, more he's a bit... i was gonna say it doesn't sound like a load of <laughs> southern <laughs> southern liberals to typecast northerners has all been <laughs> no well, i wasn't saying we were but i just think in general he's kind of seen as you know one of what you know one of these tough tough lads who worked down in the mine when he was six or something it's not i don't think he's like that i think he's quite a bit more progressive than people give him credit for again like i'm not i'm not saying he's he's wonderful or anything but just to add some context around what i think he is um but yeah why not conte if you're listening mate show yourself out do one Dyche are cool. do one Dyche Dyche, no dice no party we get a big, you know, like they had the, uh, it's all going back to Union Jack flags, but like the with the Pochettino, we we're saying of the, the Phil Mitchell flag, like Pochettino's Argentinian flag with him on it, we can just get a great big Union Jack with Sean Dyche on it. That would be, yeah, op- yeah. the optics of that will be beautiful, won't they, in this yeah, yeah. post-Brexit world. <laughs> a British Bulldog with boxing gloves to his left and like a meat pie to his right. Bosh. Let's have it. <laughs> Oh, Let's then. roll the dice. Come on then, you southern, you <laughs> southern softies on the chain. We're all we're all there drinking our pints of beer with like a strawberry floating in it or whatever. Make it, He's just drinking it. Making them out when they're in training, like old PE teachers used to do. Making all, making all the players training their pants in winter. Yeah, you know I mean? climbing climbing up ropes and just drop dropping off onto like mats that are like an inch thick. Egg and spoon races. And- <laughs> Forward, <laughs> forward rolls to the end of the hall and back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right, we're just going to do cross, cross country today. Oh, fucking hell. Running over some fucking old industrial or something. That's what they need though, mate. They need toughening up this lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mental, mentally, what is it called? Mentally weak. I mean, this is, this is, the, <laughs> I think we spoke about this last time, but this is one of the main things I take objection with Conte about is you can't go firing that shot at players, man. You just can't. When you're losing your ass in every single press conference you have, you're talking about people's emotional and mental fragility. <laughs> yeah. do, do me a favour, mate. Come on. Like, you know. Yeah. They lose their heads at any given moment. Maybe I should walk. Uh, you know. Yeah. Maybe in my fault they, they lose yeah. their head, huh? You know. <laughs> Oh, I'm going dear. full viz doing the Italian impressions yeah, 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 yeah. now. Yeah. This is what the people want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, finally. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> first, first they're back in Sean Dyche. Now they're just going off on the Italians like it's 40 Towers or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Leeds on the weekend, mate. Um, it's, it's hard to know. It's hard to really know what we're looking at because... 
we, we say all this because I've had this before. I think it was was it, it might be mean you and I who recorded a pod and then about an hour after we finished recording, uh, Nuno got sacked. So yeah, yeah. For all we know, by the end of the day, they're going to have had a lunchtime meeting and Conte's going to have agreed to part ways with them. Um, but in a world where that, because I, I do, you know, fair, I, I do just want to make clear. I mean, you know, I sort of I talk about him fucking off and all this stuff on Twitter, and I'm sort of quite disparaging about him on this, probably on balance. Oh yeah, I didn't really notice. I do, but I, I, <laughs> I, I obviously don't want him to go. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously going to be happier with Tottenham playing well under a manager like Conte, who, when we do spend money, you you, you know it's going to be spent. Well, you'd like to think it's it's going to be spent on players that are going to be of a caliber that he is going to get a tune out of. You know, if we do get somebody like Dybala in summer, that's all the more likely to happen if we've got Antonio Conte at the at the proverbial helm, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> proverbial. Yeah. Was there a proverb about helms? I, 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 I don't know. Maybe not. Prover- the proverbial proverbial. <laughs> the proverbial helm. Sounds like a... I think you. I think earlier you said my proverbial arse falling out, <laughs> and I was like, I don't. I've read the Bible. I have, but I don't think that's in it. <laughs> it's just one of those. It's one of those things like literally, yeah. isn't it? People say yeah. that's literally happened. This prov- my. Um, I'm going to make a proverbial cup of tea. You know what I mean? No, not really, mate. <laughs> <laughs> For the old proverbials, it's like what? What is that? What a Chinese proverb? I've not heard it. But yeah, the the Chinese proverb about Conte leaving ahead of Leeds. Is... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking too. Sort of like you're thinking about thinking about. But well, you've you brought up Catholicism already on this. Podcast. I have. Yeah, yeah. I suppose times of strife. You know, people turn to people turn. <laughs> it's true. That's why religion exists. They're off it. Well, um, is he going to go? <laughs> is he going to stay? I don't really know where this is going, mate. But are we going to? What what are you expecting mm. from Leeds? I mean, because they've they've just lost fucking six nil to Liverpool. They got done over by United on the weekend. Like it just it just seems like a horrible time to be playing a, a team like Leeds that can show up on occasion, that fights hard, that gets up in your face and everything. And when we're sort of licking our wounds, I just don't I don't really know if I want to sort of be coming up against this lot because. I prefer not to be, to be honest. I would prefer I don't know, someone like Everton. One of the maybe not Everton because they're sort of fighting for their life. Not, an, I, I wouldn't want a sort of on paper easy game, which th- this is. And, I'd you know, probably you even don't... want Liverpool over this, mate. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Because otherwise, because then it's not embarrassing. Then it's just oh, you got beat by Liverpool. That's out of the way. Fine. Um, this one can a team. What have they done? Ship ten goals in two games? Can they ship fifteen in three games? Probably. Are we the team? I mean, we we're a team that can definitely score against them. Are are we a team that can handle them? Because you know they scored a couple against United, so they can they can score. I haven't didn't see any of the game yesterday, but apparently they were absolutely like dreadful. Really. Leads, yeah, yeah, like to the point where it's like this is this is actually ridiculous now. Like six six nil flat at them. Um. So, yeah, m- maybe we'll be playing a-, a team without Bielsa at the helm. So both of us won't have managers. <laughs> both of us won't have helms. <laughs> 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 
proverbial helms. Helmless. <laughs> We'd be proverbially helmless. It'd be Ryan what? Mason versus like Harry Kill or something. What? what uh, just uh, why? Why is it even <laughs> helms? Like, <laughs> uh, where's it? I've got. I'm going to. I'm going to have to look this up now. I just type Helm and into uh, Google. I've just been... Oh, is that going to come up with your old search history? <laughs> Probably. Helm. All right, here we go. Helm. The handle or wheel which controls the direction in which a ship or boat travels. Interesting. Yes. I did, See, I didn't know. I, I assumed it would have been some sort of medieval reference to like a knight, a knight's helmet, a knight's shiny <laughs> helmet. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. We're just babbling now. Um, so Leeds, uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a... We're not going to turn up and absolutely blast them to bits because we're going to be in a funny place. We're not going to be able to shake off this Burnley result because, ironically, because of Conte's post-match drama, um, which all the players will have seen, all the players will have known about. Maybe they can talk it out. Maybe it means nothing. Maybe it's all just part of a big sort of scam um well not scam but you know a, a play to get assurances for the summer but i don't know it doesn't feel like a good one does it no i mean it feels it feels too you can't really call it is my point it's it's hard to it's hard to judge what, what do you what do you want mate what do you want from the season because really i mean i think i'm yeah i get it he's somebody that's gonna he's gonna be best placed to win us cups and all this sort of shit that people want obviously I mean I'm not above that I want that as well but I sort of as we were touching on the last time I just you know I just I just want to enjoy it you know and I, I can still enjoy yeah. football even when we lose games you know what I don't enjoy is the manager constantly doing this stuff like having these kind of histrionics in nearly every single press conference he has now I understand it to a degree that he's 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 a fiery character we've spoken about this but it's not fun it's not fun seeing the kind of the the club dragged through the mud consistently because, yeah, we can say there have been missteps and I I, I don't think Enik are completely kind of free from any of this blame or anything not for a, no, not for a second, but at the same time you know it's it's the club and I don't I don't think they're all bad and I don't think really the it needs to be this way. Um, I just sort of I'm hoping that if he doesn't walk after this, that he's just going to settle down a bit now, get on with it. Maybe this is a reaction to the fact that, I mean, I, I sort of, I think it was done after Southampton and Wolves, but I, that to yeah. me, that is the final nail in the coffin of Champions League football. It's just not, pe people can spin whatever they want about it. It's not, Tottenham are not getting in the Champions League now. We're on, we're no, on, no. we're on level points with Arsenal, right? And no, we're not on level, we're on level games played with Arsenal now and they're four points ahead of us now so we fucked that yeah. bit of ground they've got the same two games in hand on the top four as we do so they're just looking in a better place than us now it looks like their project is you know maybe the scope of their ambition potentially isn't as high as ours should be under Antonio Conte but in the here and now they're they seem to be a pretty cohesive unit playing in a way that the manager wants them to play and if anybody's going to get top four, in my opinion, it's them. They're better place than United, and they're better place than us. And maybe West Ham. I don't know because we can keep writing them off, but they they're still 
stay sticking around like a bad smell, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I actually think United are going to do it. Um, I think that they'll. It won't be pretty, so. but I think Arsenal. Uh, yeah, I, ju- I just think Man United are going to probably be helped over the line too, because <laughs> again, it's all a conspiracy. Um, in, in that sense, I agree. I think that as soon as we, as soon as we dropped back to back losses at home, that that was it done. Not just again, as I said before, not just because it's points on the board. It's because it's about just if you can't manage that, then you ain't going to manage the rest of it. Um, what I actually hope for is this this season just to be a write off. That's just, it. Just to finish outside of the European places, and as and as horrible as that sounds, it, it's not really. Look, if if Emerson Royale and Sessegnon uh, aren't aren't good enough, or maybe less so Sessegnon, there must be a, a right wing back in in the academy. Just play him, and let's that be the end of the season. Let's just change the expectation of it. And, you know, just build on something. Give us something more interesting to look at rather than, you know, this this clear rabble that just, just can't get to grips with this system or don't have the ability to. You know, let, let's just go down that route. Let's just go down a, okay, well, this season, we're, you know, we're out of touch and distance. Should we just not think about next season? I know I kind of said that, said it before that it's annoying that that's the case, but it is the case now. You know, it really is the case now that we've, you know, lost three out of four games or what's it, four out of five Four out of five. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, the Chelsea game, whatever, That that that's a bit of a bit, bit different. Um, it, it, it was, and again, like the, yesterday's game, that, that does happen. That, that, that happens. That happens to teams fighting for the top four. It's the, it's, the, it's the Southampton and Wolves game, which are the real ones that showed that we just aren't up to it for whatever reason. It's yeah. I just because my sort of point on that with the with the top four is that I just I'm hoping that this reaction is because kind of it's an emotional reaction to that that he you know he wants to he wants to he wants this process to be as quick as it can be and he probably knows that getting into the Champions League speeds it up especially when you're a club Tottenham size you know we're not we're not Chelsea or Manchester United who can still buy whoever they want when they don't finish in the top four. You know, it's it's not mm-hmm. quite like that for us. And, you know, I don't think it's quite like that for really many clubs anymore. Probably not even Arsenal anymore. You know, they don't really seem to get their sort of... Their, their sort of basically, their sheen has worn off a bit now. Um, but I'm just hoping that, you know, this is just a, it's an emotional reaction. And like you say, he's going he's gonna to just get his nut down now and do what he needs to do like tear up if he wants to tear the squad up if he wants to if he wants a completely clean slate start doing it start doing like Pochettino did you know just jettison whoever you don't want anymore who isn't good enough get rid of them get an academy player in there you know get an academy player in there for something different because we've seen this now we've seen this too many times we've seen it fucking four times in the last five games (laughs) you know like we've seen what happens with certain individuals in this group and just the group mentality in general. Maybe we don't even need to. We need to single them out as individuals because many of these players on an individual level probably can go on elsewhere and and do great things. We've seen that with Carl Walker Peters that people like to revise history on. People like to make out we made some grand mistake. We we, we all saw he was it was very similar to kind of how Ryan Sessegnon is now for most yeah, of his career yeah. at Tottenham. You know, and I'm sure a similar thing could happen. Ryan Sessegnon could leave us, go to whoever, go to Southampton or something like that and look like a fine player there. So it's not to say that it's always an individual culpability, but what we can see is that this collective now, the group, the mind, the hive, whatever it is, 
there's just something about it that doesn't work and it just needs to be not piece by piece anymore because that's what we've been trying to do and it obviously hasn't changed things there needs to be a radical shake-up that just has to happen and i'm yeah. hoping that conte will just do that that he's gonna drop whoever bring in academy players bring in starlets we've seen them you know we've seen this alfie divine who's fucking tearing up trees every other week in you know whenever we saw him in the europa conference even when he was a child you know he didn't even look fully developed he looked like he was one of our best players when he played in the fa cup for that kind of cameo he had you know get players like him involved what's the harm in doing so you know let's just let's just see because this like you say this season's a write-off and i think we all know now as much as i love european football do we fuck want to be in that europa conference again you know, like that, it's it's an absolute um, it's a trap. It's a trap that um, so stay out of it. You know, have a clear run at the league. Just it's it's too overcomplicated with what we're trying to do on different um, different fronts all the time. We don't have the squad for it. We don't have the resources for it. Um, I, I think I'm right in saying Leicester didn't have any. You know, no, of course they didn't have any European commitments for that season that they won it. So. You know, I, th- I think that's kind of where we're at. We we don't need the distraction. We need to focus on the kind of the bread and butter of the league. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.